Welcome to that American Football Show powered by EP Sports. EP Sports is the top supplier in the UK for all of your American football needs, helping players and coaches reach their potential since 2007. Check them out at epsports.co.uk. Right, so as you can tell, uh, we have no Adam, as I'm talking, or Tim today, as they are all taking a well, well-deserved break, as they've been working very hard. And also, happy birthday to Tim. Um, he has gone away to celebrate that, so I'm sure you'll join me in wishing that. But don't worry, I've got Craig with me, and we also have Simon and Fergal, friends of the pod, been on before, and I'm sure you recognise their voices. How are you doing today, boys? Yeah, good. Thanks for having us back on. Exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. Today, yeah, so, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, first of all, uh, Simon, how do you feel about the Miami Dolphins season so far? Um, I think it's gone as expected, really. I think there was some people who thought our, you know, the expectation was there to sort of win, win quite a few games. But, you know, we've been competitive, um, which is all we can ask for. Obviously, we had a disadvantage of playing the Patriots in week one with, uh, with Cam. No one knew anything about what sort of offence they play. Um, but other than that, I think we, I think we've 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 held our own with a few injuries here and there, but yeah, optimistic, shall we say? And Fitzpatrick getting better with age. Oh, he's loving it, absolutely loving it. You've only got to watch him to understand how much that man loves playing football. No matter what team you support, you've just got to watch him. Yeah, absolute, absolute legend of the league. And and Fergal, your Chiefs. I'm sure if I asked you this question last week, you know you'd be really high up. But how are you feeling now? God, a loss. I don't know what it is. Like, it's been a while. Uh, do you know what? It was, it was always coming. I think it was a bit of complacency slash underestimating the Raiders. Um, I'm happy Tim's not here to gloat. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> very lucky on that one. But yeah, we're, we're doing well. I can't see us not making the playoffs or anything. So, looking yeah, good. Believe me, he would be gloating if he was here. He'd, he would have said it straight away before I even got talking. So what we're going to do, first of all, is go into a bit of news, uh, as we always do. Uh, the first thing, uh, the biggest thing that came from last week uh, was Dan Quinn getting fired as the Falcons' head coach. Uh, we, we saw this coming. I sort of didn't know when it would happen, but after the loss last week, that was pretty much it for him. Um, how does everyone feel about Dan Quinn going? Um I think it's uh, controversial to say, but he should have gone after their Super Bowl loss um, uh, because you, you saw. For, well, I mean, hindsight is obviously twenty twenty, but you know, it's a uh, you looking now. It's the legacy of that. They're choking in games constantly, and their their offense is just not. I don't know how how to say it. It, it, it doesn't give much. It's just throw it to Julio Jones, and if that goes wrong, oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Ridley's done well for them. Like he's he's been like I've seen a couple of Falcons games this year and like he um Ryan has struggled a little bit. He does sort of towards the end of game start to get a bit more suspect, but Ridley's done well for them. Um I think that defence has just struggled a bit as well. Um I I mean it was a long time coming. I'm surprised they've done it now at this point in the season. Um I think it should have happened if it was gonna happen at the end of last season, but yeah, hopefully they can they can turn things around. I think he saved himself last year, didn't he? They had a terrible start, and then they went a bit of a hot streak, and were in the chance of the playoffs at the end of the season, and that's obviously why they sort of kept faith, bought yeah. a couple of key free agents. I mean, uh, I'm with you on Ridley. I mean, he's in my uh, my fantasy team, and he's got me quite a few points. Obviously, the offense yeah. does does put up points, but defensively, I mean, they're they're terrible. 
Yeah, and another thing as well, I mean, what does it mean for the future of, of Matt Ryan? He hasn't been as good this year as he has been previously. If the, the Falcons do just end up completely tanking this year, and you know, there's a couple of good quarterbacks in the draft, do you reckon there's any chance that they could try get rid of Matt Ryan and just start completely fresh? There's a chance. I mean, it's one of those. It's that big kind of... It is a risk because you could tank and you could get the quarterback that you want and then it could just not go well. Um, I'm not a big fan of tanking in sports in general anyway. I think it just it shows a disservice to the fans. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's not my decision. In, in the NFL, at the end of the day, is a business and they have to make the business decisions. But I think, he, I think he will... This could be his last year there. He is, what, pushing 36, nearly? He's still got an arm on him considering his age. Like he would do well at quite a few teams in the league, I think. I think he just needs the the right kind of cast around him and the right coach to sort of work at his strengths and to help cover up his weaknesses. It'd be interesting to see what sort of market there would be for him. Because if you sort of think about what sort of spots are available at the minute, it's not a massive amount where he would just go in and start straight away with a sort of a talent, you know, talented team anyway. Yeah. No, yeah, completely agree with that one. Is it someone like, so like say Phil Rivers doesn't work out for the Colts? You know, they might they might take another chance with Matt Ryan. And, you, you know, I think a lot of people would prefer Matt Ryan over Phil Rivers. It's just sort of one of those situations where he might might go in and do well. Other news, uh, a big one actually from a couple of days ago. Uh, well, the, the New York Jets, uh, they continue to be this bit of a bit of a running joke organizationally uh they have released uh on bell and he is now a free agent he's sort of looking around the league i was having a look earlier and espn were reporting that he was looking at either the chiefs the dolphins or the bills were the three teams that were rumored obviously Fergus and simon two of those being your teams how would you feel about having Le'Veon bell on your roster I read the funny thing is the next three teams that the Jets play are the Dolphins, Chiefs and Bills. So that to me was quite funny. Um, I take him basically because, I mean, we're probably having a decent running back since we have Ricky Williams really. I mean, obviously J.H.I. sort of flashed for us a little bit. We can't run the ball at the minute. We've got sort of a young offensive line. Um, my only thing was just his sort of personality, really. I think we're building a team. Do we really want to take a punt on that? Um, but... Again, at the end of the day, you just want to win, don't you? You know, just, I know. Hey, Joe, just win, baby. I know he am. Um, I know he had a lot going against them in terms of, like, he was saying he wasn't a particularly great locker room presence at the Jets, and he didn't really want to be there. But there was a lot of friction with Gase, and I know Gase early on made some comments and stuff, and you don't know if that affected the whole thing negatively from the get go, and it was just off to a bad start, and it slowly got worse. Um, I mean, he is a good player. It just never seemed to click with the Jets you've seen what he did at the Steelers you can only hope that he's still got that in him um, I think on another team if he had the right sort of the right sort of mentorship above him and the right sort of um, what's the word like culture around him maybe um, maybe you could you could do something there and he could do bits I don't think I'd take him on the Chiefs at the minute because we've got in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire we've got a very good rookie running back and I don't think that Obviously, you've mentioned the kind of locker room issues he's had in the past, or like the locker room issues, but it's it's one of those where it's, um, if any coach would be able to turn that round, it would be Andy Reid. I mean, he's worked with people in the past, for example, like um, uh, with Michael Vick and also then with Tyreek Hill with his issues coming out of college. However, I just it depends how much he's going for. Um, 
we had the what $178 in the cap and still managed to do some deals. I don't know how much of that's left now. Um, I don't know how much he's asking for, but it's it's one of those I don't think it'd be good for the development of um, Edward Zillaire. Yeah, fair point, fair point. Uh, talking about sort of locker room issues, uh, one that came out from the New Orleans Saints is, so Michael Thomas was suspended, which as a fantasy owner of him, is incredibly frustrating after he's been injured the whole season so far uh, for punching a fellow teammate. I cannot remember which teammate it was. I can't remember off the head of me, if anyone else can. Uh, that, that sounds awful. Probably not a big name. Uh, but yeah, he, he, you know, he's gone and punched his teammate. He's, he's been suspended for a game. And now the bye is coming up this week. Just, just a weird one, really. It's not something I would ex- expect from the Saints. Yeah, it's a funny one for their culture. Obviously, years ago, they had the uh, sort of bounty gate sort of stuff all around, sort of Peyton, but they seem to have cleaned up their act. So, yeah, this was a bit, obviously, a bit of a surprise, wasn't it, when it sort of all got announced late on sort of Sunday night. So, yeah, this, um, it's certainly an interesting one. I think it's one to keep an eye on as well. It's one of those that is, it's, what, what is he to, what's he going to be angry about? He, he gets the ball more than anyone has ever got the ball in league history. It's It's one of those, it's, is it to do with how they're playing? Because they're, they're not playing too badly, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, it's just it's just one of those potentially out-of-character things that hopefully doesn't re- uh, derail their season too much, but you never know. It could be deeper and stuff we, we don't really know. Uh, another news point that, Craig, you uh, brought up was AJ Green uh, in the game against the Ravens on Sunday. Yeah, so he was in the game. He sort of he went out reasonably early on with a with an ankle issue, was what he said. Um, you know, obviously he's had injury issues and stuff in the past. But you, looking back at some of the replays and stuff, you can tell that he's playing a bit soft. He doesn't look very happy. He was like points. Um, I think he was one after the interception. Right, he could have ran in and made the tackle, but instead he just kind of jogged alongside, didn't bother. Um, but then he was close up footage. You seen at one point, I think it was on on Instagram on like. Um, well, it might have been on like CBS or something along those lines. Um, where he was, he was, uh, they were like lip reading him, and it does look like he's basically sat down with his coach and saying to them, "Look, why don't you just save me? Why, don't you, you know, I don't think he he wants to be there anymore. And I think he's sort of, you know, it's a surprising time for him to say that, considering it's the brightest the future's looked in quite a while. But I think, I think he's done there. You know, it looks like there could be some issues there, and he doesn't necessarily want to be there at the moment. He's in the last year of his contract as well, isn't he? So I think it is. There's definitely something in it. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's got Patriots written all over it. I mean, we're all going to say it. I mean, fourth, it, fourth it, round pick. He's been loyal to them. He's stuck through them from through, through some pretty pretty bad years. He's you know he's been out and out the best player on that team except maybe Geno Atkins for the last few years, um, and you know Mixon recently. Like I, you know, he's he's done them a service. I think he could do the same to him and just let him go and do what he wants while he's still got some time left to play. Well, again, they're not, they're not in win-now mode, are they? So I think if they, they look at the opportunity to sort of get a draft pick in, I think they'd take it. Why not? While the market's high for them. I mean, yeah. I imagine teams would still pay out for them. Now, I said this at the beginning of the season, before we even went into it, um, when he was rumours that he were looking on trading the likes of Green and Atkins and stuff. Um, you may as well, while the market's high, and just, just rebuild. They've, they've got other weapons on their offence that he can use, and he can still move the ball in other ways. And he ends up missing half the season anyway through injury. So what, why not? If you can get something for him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 
And last thing as well, uh, going into Rona Watch is, is sort of what it's becoming. Uh, it's, it's a week by week thing. There was a report earlier that the Falcons had multiple positive tests. I think it was I think the number was four. However, that a few years, a few years, sorry, a few hours later, uh, ended up being just one non-playing staff member. So the Falcons shut down their facility, and it doesn't seem like this weekend's game against the Vikings is in jeopardy, which is a good thing because I don't, I think we're running out of bye weeks that we can use up really before <laughs> the, before the, you know, the Super Bowl ends up being played in June. So that, that's you know, goodish news. Obviously, I hope the guy gets better, but. Thankfully, that game isn't going to be um, yeah, put back in any way. Uh, injuries, injury news. Uh, I'll just quickly run through the list. So we got the, the big one, uh, Dak Prescott for the Cowboys. Yeah, that, was, that, was a, that was a tough watch, that. It was yeah, uh, there. So much should tell Tony Romo. It was definitely more than a cramp. Like. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the greatest quotes, isn't it? I mean, come on. <laughs> Oh yeah! As soon as the replay came on, and like it was like his shin or his knee sort of hit his ankle, you can like I don't know. I think it's just from years of watching sports and like taking part in contact sports. Like when something's dislocated, there's a certain type of wiggle when you when a limb just isn't attached to the body. You know what I mean? Like and you could you could see it straight away. You knew it was broken or it was it was dislocated quite badly. It's sad because you got a feel for him. I mean, he's playing on the franchise tag. I mean, obviously he's gonna be out for a long time. It's you can tell by the emotion of when he was being carted off. Yeah, you got a feel for him, no matter what team you follow again. It was great to see the way people rally around him and stuff. Like, I'm not particularly, you know, it's no secret that I'm not a huge fan of Dak, but, like, I really did feel for him. And it was it was touching to sort of see the way his team responded to him and the fans responded to him and the way everyone sort of around the league sort of just rallied around him. Because, you know, no one wants to see that, right? No, I mean, he was on for a ridiculous season as well, wasn't he? I mean, the records he could have had, you know, and all that's yeah. sadly been taken away now, so... Now they've got bog standard Dalton back. The ginger rifle. Oh, yeah. He had two very big throws in the uh, in the final drive. Yeah, it was clutch. I mean, there's two fantastic catches that as well. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that... I was say, you still got to get the ball there, so give, give Dalton some credit. It would be interesting to see what he can do on a different team that's not the Bengals. Like, was, was he holding the Bengals back or was the Bengals holding him back? Yeah, I mean, the flip side with Dallas is because they stop anybody. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is the main issue there uh, there were a couple other injuries uh, Chandler Jones for the Cardinals that's, that's a big one there uh, he's done his bicep in which isn't uh, great uh, your guard uh, there Fergal uh, Kalechi oh, if I apologise if I get this wrong uh, is it uh, Os- Osameli Osameli yeah Osameli I'll take that because um, he, he was he was very um, well, he was more of like a a bench player last year. He's coming because um, I think he 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 came in for uh, Laurent Duvernay Tardif, and obviously, as soon as he went off, I mean, our offensive line was atrocious in that game, and it was it shows that it's kind of that's somewhere where the Chiefs have been really strong for the past four, five, six, six years even, and um, Mahomes is almost running for his life on most of the plays. Uh, it's not looking good going forwards, but you know, we'll see. And then as well, you're losing. Uh, well, Sammy Watkins did his hamstring in, yeah, which, which um, isn't ideal. It's, yeah, he's uh, again uh, as part of that offense. It's the whole point is that one week it could be someone else going off, so someone else could um, explode. It could be their game. Watkins was always that player that could do that one season. We'll see. And then for the Bengals, obviously mentioned earlier, AJ Green. Uh, he's done his hamstring. 
and also for the Bengals, uh, DJ Reader as well. Uh, done his done his quad in. He's out for the season. Yeah, so not 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 a good look there for for the Bengals. Got a feel for them slightly, and. Your weekly Eagles injury, uh, Lane Johnson, the right tackle, uh, has done his ankle in, which Adam is over the moon about. Not at all. He, he is. I think that's why he's not here this week. I yeah. think he's, he's scared to be facing me in it. Like He's scared to be facing the Ravens and that, and he's decided to run off to, to some undisclosed location and lock himself away. We may as well get the previews going along, and where else can we start apart from the old Tafts Bowl? that's going on uh Ravens against the Eagles Craig take it away yeah so it's it's two teams that the last couple of weeks to be honest have been leaning more heavily on their defense uh, Lamar Jackson played one of the worst games of the past two years um last week even though we we won 27 to 3 just slapping the, the Bengals all over the place um he completed only 19 of 37 passes and he threw an interception which you know the Bengals, they might not have the best defense, but to be throwing interceptions and stuff against them, like it, 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 it was a rough game for them, to be fair. Um, he was lucky it wasn't more as well. Brown and Andrews have been his two favorite targets, particularly Andrews in the red zone. So I think they're two weapons that the Eagles are going to put up a fight against us. They're really going to have to work to take them away. Um, but it's not the it's not the passing the passing game that I'm particularly you know that's our strength. Everyone knows it's the it's the rushing game more than anything. It's the same sort of story in terms of in terms of the Eagles. I think they rank like, like 26th or something in passing offense. The offense has took quite a beating. They've lost a lot of linemen. They've lost a lot of receivers. The same, you know that that's not like it's not well documented. Um, nine interceptions in the last five games for Wentz. It's not particularly great. He's only completed 60% of his passes. It's It's been a rough start for them. Um, like I said, the rushing game's where it's at, and I think that's what, that's what they're going to have to try and stop. It'll be an interesting game. So that defensive line is good. Um, the linebackers for the Eagles are not particularly great. Um I think Jerry's their leading tackler, and I think Fletcher Cox is solid up the middle. But other than that, they've not got a, a huge a huge amount going on there. Um, yeah, I think it's just it's going to be a rough one. The Eagles have struggled against Washington. They, they you know they, they lost to them. They tied against the Bengals, um, and they're two teams that the the Ravens have beaten combined for thirty eight points. You know, last week was a pretty convincing slapping of the Bengals, like I said. Um, and you know, it's. The only win they've got was against the 49ers team that was quite beaten up. They were quite battered. They were going through quite a rough time themselves at the time. So um, I think the Ravens definitely definitely hold the advantage there. Yeah, you're right there. Wentz is really, really, really struggling. And you're right, it's, it's, it's pretty documented at the moment. You know, if he, he is getting hit quite a lot as well, yeah. which, which isn't going to help his confidence. He's, he's not performing well and... I don't know whether it's fit, you know is is it really how much of this is his fault? How much of it is the people he's got around him? Uh, that's what I'm sort of trying to weigh up at the moment because we know he's a quality quarterback. He, you know, back in what 2017, he was MVP material until he, he got an injury. Uh, but I don't know. I just don't know how to feel about his season in general. Yeah, it's going to be a tough matchup for them because, like, we're we're particularly good against the run now. That Clay's Campbell additions really sort of showed them up. Um, the rushing attack is has improved a lot, um, especially since adding Queen in. Um, 
you know, if he does want to throw on us, we've got that good secondary there, so it's going to be a tough one to throw against. And I think their their main hope is going to be trying to just stop that rushing attack of, of the Ravens. But it's, I think when I looked it up, I think we rank third at the moment in terms of rushing. So it's it's not like it's going to be an easy an easy stop. But you really need to try and just take away take away that strength if they've got any hope and keeping up. I think it will be tough. I mean, the Eagles, it's hard without, you know, your offensive line's chopping and changing, your receivers are chopping and changing. You, to, to get that continuity, you've got to play. I mean, obviously, having no preseason, you know, they, they, he's playing with guys that he's not sort of used to throwing the ball to or blocking, you know, blocking for him or the running back. So it's going to be a tough guy. I think it's going to be a tough game for the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, it could end up, could end up being quite heavy. Uh, Craig, what have you got then uh, for this game? Who have you got winning? Silly yeah, I've got, yeah um, <laughs> I've got the Ravens taking this one by 10. And what did Adam have? Adam has the Ravens taking this one by 11. Okay. So, so he's, he's got a bit less faith in his team than you have faith in yours. Um, Fergal, who do you reckon is going to take this? Um, uh, I think obviously the Ravens. Um, I think quite handily. I'm going to go, uh, I'd say it's going to be at least two scores. I'd say... Ravens by 14. And Simon? Yeah, I agree. I think Ravens by 14. I, I can't see anything other than that. Yeah, no, and it's, it's similar for me and Tim as well. Tim's got the Ravens by 10. And um, I myself have got the Ravens by 9. J- just as we bring up the, the score, actually our predictions there, I just need to run back over the scores from last week. Uh, Craig, as Tim is absent, do you want to quickly run through what we got last week? I think, do we have another? Am I right to believe that no one got bold predictions again? Uh, no one got their bold predictions, yeah, no. Yeah. Our, our bold predictions have been a bit off recently. Yeah, so last week, Adam got 13. He, um, he did end up getting finally a correct score, right? Um, I got 11. Tim also got 11. And you got nine, Joe, unfortunately. Oh, no. That's quite devastating. Oh, well. You win some, you lose some. Right then, on to the next game. Uh, let's go with Fergal. Um, Browns Steelers, another Sunday six o'clock game. Yes, the 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 first annual Miles Garrett Bowl. Um, so, Mar- <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think this is going to be a fantastic game. You've got the Browns, who are four and one, who have surprised quite a lot of people. Their offense has finally started firing. Their defense has been playing decently. Um, the aforementioned Miles Garrett has five sacks on the season already. Um, he's looking very good. The um, problem with the Browns they've got is uh, in the last hour, actually, um, one of their main offensive weapons, Odell Beckham Jr., has been sent home from the practice facility with an unknown illness and hasn't tested positive for coronavirus. Um, we'll see how the other tests go for that. Um so in terms of the kind of the history of this game, uh, since uh, Big Ben has been in the league, he is 15-0 and 0 against the Browns at home, uh, <laughs> which is a ridiculous stat, um, if you think about it. Uh, the Steelers, uh, last week we had um, Chase Claypool got four... Uh, oh, yeah. three he went off, game. didn't he? And um, if, if you can hear that tapping, it's everyone uh, putting him in their fantasy team now. I think someone already had him in uh, our league, but it was, yeah. Did you have him starting though? I, I did, yeah. I had him. He got like 42 points or something, I think. Still lost. Crazy. Yeah, I, I, it, happened, it happened to me that I got, got to 6.30 and I, forgot, I remembered I hadn't changed it again this week. But yeah, um, I think it's going to be a shootout. 
So the Browns have given up 30 points in their last three games. Uh, they've given up 30 points in three games this season, at least 30 points, even though they are 4-1. and one. The Steelers have given up at least 20 points in their last three games. Um, it's always been a very good game in terms of it's been close. Uh, there was that season that the Browns were 0-16. They could have beaten the Steelers twice that year. It's the, it is a big rivalry. Um, as much as the Ravens fans would like to say that they're the Steelers' biggest rivals, um, I think that it's going to be close and a high-scoring one. I'd probably go for the Steelers uh, by three points, but I think the over is going to be, I think it's going to be at least over 60 points in this game. Okay, so if you're fancying a real, real high-scoring affair, even even with that Steelers defense, and I know I'm completely agree with you. I just think that Browns offense is just so tasty, and there's so many different options. They can just look so different one week to the next. Like they'll just go what 300 yards rushing, whatever it was two weeks ago, <laughs> and then Baker Mayfield can just start pinging it around to people. It, you know, they, they just change for their opponent. But I, I am interested to see how that how they will go against that Steelers pass rush. I reckon it'll be a really tasty little matchup. Yeah, I think the Baker Mayfield got a little bit banged up last week, didn't he, as well? So that's going to be interesting to see. I think, yeah. I think so. if, they, if he does start without pass rush coming towards him, how he copes with that. Yeah. yeah he's, uh, he's, uh, he was doubtful with rib injury, but um, him, he's expected to play. I think um, uh, Hunt and Landry also missed practice, but they're expected to play uh, on Sunday. Could be, yeah. Could be pretty interesting. Uh, for me, this is top two, three most exciting games. And it's one of those, there's so many games at 6, 6 p.m. on Sunday this week. And this is just one of those that you're going to have to try, watch amongst others, but be one properly focused on. Uh, so, Fergal, you said you reckon what the Steelers are going to win by three. Yes. Uh, Simon, what do you reckon? I think the Steelers by seven. Okay, so a bit more. Craig? Um, I went Steelers by five. Okay, and Adam did. Adam went Steelers by four. Okay, so it's tight. So it's tight. So we're still within seven. I can tell you that Tim uh, went for Steelers by six, and I'm feeling a bit sort of frisky this week. I've gone for the Browns to win by two. Ooh. I just I don't know what it is. I just got a feeling that they're just going to somehow. They have been the first, like. Yeah. They've, they've been they've a few been, weeks anyway. Exactly, they're on a four four uh, win streak. No reason why they can't make it five. I mean, it's the same for the Steelers, but it's just going to be a really close, tight game, and it I just think it could go could go either way in the end. Yeah, I think, I think it, as I said with the Browns this year, they've just found a way to win, which they never had before. You know, you can you can see the confidence, and I mean, you've got to just watch their offense. And, you know, obviously, they chucked in a few trick plays, but the confidence is there, and that's never been you know, not been there recently anyway. It'll be, be an interesting one to watch just because it is two teams that genuinely seem to have quite a strong dislike for each other and games like that usually usually are quite interesting to watch. You know, I mean? we all, you know it wasn't too long ago we remember the what went on with the the Miles the, the Garrett issue and stuff like so yeah, I think it could be it could be some headlines at the end of that one. At the end of the day everyone just wants to see a big brawl. That's what we want, that's what we're here for. Uh moving on to the next game. Uh Simon, I'm gonna go to you. Uh, Falcons at the Vikings. Ah, Falcons and Vikings. So it's obviously a big week for the Falcons. They've obviously fired their coach and their general manager after their defeat to the Panthers, still leaving them uh, winless. So Raheem Morris is now promoted to uh, interim head coach. Obviously done that before with Tampa Bay. So it'll be interesting to see if he can uh, kick some life into the Falcons. Uh, 
they're obviously not doing that great this season. They're famous for throwing away uh, fourth quarter leads, which has been entertaining for the rest of us, but probably not for them. Um, I think they've missed Julio Jones, uh, Julio Jones massively. I think that's been a big impact, not just for fancy players, but for their offense. Um, Todd Gurley, I thought he looked quite interesting last week. Still doesn't seem sort of 100% to me, but looks sort of getting there. Um, I think the, you know for them to go forward, they're probably going to need to rely on him a lot. Um, their problem is they just can't stop anybody. Um, moving on to the Vikings, uh, obviously they had a bit of a, a tough game, uh, lost to the Seahawks last week. Um, apparently then won at home this season. Not the home advantage as much really with uh, hardly any fans there. Uh, I think from what I've read, Dalvin Cook's got a bit of a dodgy groin, so they may have to rely on their backups, Alexander Matson and Mike Boone. Um, and if not, then it'll be interesting to see whether Cousins can stand in a pocket. And he's been sacked 13 times so far this season, and obviously he doesn't cope too well under pressure. So uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how he copes, really. But from my point of view, I think I, I, I personally think the Vikings will, will just edge out. I think it'll be a close game, but I think the Vikings will, uh, will win this one. Vikings are an interesting one. I think they fall in that category with like the Bears and the Panthers, where like I can't quite put my finger on like whether they're good or whether they're not very good. You know what I mean? Like they sort of float around that sort of limbo middle ground where like I just can't get a feel for them at the moment. No, I think they've got some pieces, but they've also got some weaknesses as well. Like you said, they are just kind of there and then they're not there and they sort of tips the scales really. It must be frustrating, really, because they've lost again. They've lost some close games. You know, yeah. they nearly lost. They obviously nearly threw the game away against the Texans. I mean, that would have been. It would have been interesting to see whether Mike Zimmer would have been on the hot seat then if they'd have been going into this at zero and five. I think that loss of Diggs has been a lot bigger than he anticipated. Like the the relying heavily on Thielen, and I think it's Jefferson, isn't it? Um, I don't think he's quite sort of got up to speed as quickly as they would like, and you can see see the struggle in there. Like, and I think with Cook being injured, it's not really really helped things. No, I think um, Cousins had built a lot of trust. I think with Diggs, like you said, there was a the mutual. He basically looked for him a lot, didn't he? And if he didn't look yeah. for him, then it was Thielen, and obviously he just got Thielen now. So yeah. It'll be interesting to see whether they develop that. Yeah, and, and Cook missed training again today, didn't he? So, yeah. yeah, it's not looking too good for him being ready on Sunday, which is a shame because he's such a superstar when he's fit and going. Right then. Yeah. So, I guess that, that Falcons D will have some fun if he is fit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they'll just get obliterated are they, again. Are they, are they bad enough to make Cousins look good? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, leave off Kirk. Kirk's all right. Kirk's all right. <laughs> Score-wise then, uh, Simon, what have you got? So I've got the Vikings win by seven. I think it'll be a close game. I do think the Falcons, they'll, as, as you know, does seem to happen when you change a coach, the sort of players put their ideas up a little bit. I think they'll fight for it, but I, I do think the Vikings will win by seven. Yeah. And uh, Fergal, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think there's actually going to be the Tim Sherwood effect. I think the Falcons by seven. <laughs> Tim Sherwood effect. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Craig, what have you got for this one? Um, so initially I did go Vikings, but to be honest, I don't know. I've been back. I've been sort of. I've been back on the Falcons like week after week after yeah, week this season, and every single time they've let me down. Uh, and I'm I don't know. I'm stubborn. Maybe it's just the. Maybe it's just because I'm stubborn. But I'm going to go Falcons by four. Yep. Congratulations, Vikings fans. That's a win. Craig's gone for the Falcons again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what did Adam have for this one? Yeah, Adam's gone Vikings by seven. Cool. Uh, I have gone Vikings by five, and Tim's gone Vikings by four. 
So, yep, same sort of thing, close game, but just Vikings for us there. Right, next game. Uh, we'll do another 6pm one. Uh, Craig, we'll go with you. Uh, you mentioned these two teams a second ago, actually. Bears at Panthers. Yeah, so, I mean, like I was saying before, that uh, the two teams that I think I've seen to, you know, going into the season and, and at this point now, they're still dividing opinions. The two of, I think, the NFC's biggest surprises this year. Um, you know, both teams, like I said, they're sort of hovering around this weird middle ground where no one really seems to know to know what to do with them. The Bears, they've, I think they've shocked everyone with the start of the VAR going 4-1. Um, the Panthers are a team that I think, you know, they've, they've had three straight, back, you know, three straight wins and back-to-back wins despite not having Christian McCaffrey. And, you know, they were a team that I think everyone was thinking was going into a rebuild and, and everything else. And, you know, this new-look Panthers offense, it seems to be a lot more pass-orientated, which I think has helped not that loss of CMC them sort of to, to carry on and, and keep going. And Teddy Bridgewater seems to be thriving. I think his uh, pass, pass completion percentage is like around 75%. Um, I know I've got a couple of his receivers on my fantasy team and they seem to be hauling in quite a lot of points for me each week. So I've not seen much of the Panthers, but they definitely must be doing something right. Um, both teams could do with the win to keep up with the playoff race. Um, the Bears, if they if they get a win this week, they sort of keep up with the um, with the Packers and and with their record at the moment. They they go to five and one, which would be the first time since 2012. So it's been a while since they've sort of been been rolling like they are at the moment. And um, Carolina are sort of in this three-way sort of battle with New Orleans and Tampa at the minute. who were struggling in the in the South, so it keeps keeps them in the hunt. Um, the consensus seems to be that the Panthers are going into this game as slight favourites. However, I think the Bears are one of these teams that seem to force crappy games and they tend to to pull people to their level. Like, if you watch the Premier League, they remind me of, like, a Stoke. Like, every time you go there, like, they just sort of pull teams to this, like... I don't know, they just sort of fall apart and it becomes this scrappy, horrible Sunday League game every time people play against them. Um I mean, yeah, it was the best metaphor I could come up with off the top of my head. Um, so the last two that these two, like last time these two teams played, um, safety Eddie Jackson ended up with two defensive touchdowns. It was the first time in the NFL that a defensive player had managed to get two defensive touchdowns um, of more than 75 yards in one game. Um, he picked up a fumble recovery and ran it back, and then he also picked off Cam Newton. Um so yeah, you know, maybe maybe could be something to watch out for. Maybe he's just got got their number. Who knows? Um, but the Bears have won the last four of the five meetings of these two teams. So if you're going off history and and them sort of stats, that could be something to look out for. However, when Teddy went up against these last time when he was playing for the Saints, he um, he did have a pretty solid performance against them, and he he did do quite well and scored two touchdowns himself. Um, the Bears have been allowing around 20 points a game, and. Um, they, like I think they've I think they've had the, they've scored the sixth fewest points I think out of any offense in the league so they're not exactly clicking on all cylinders. Whereas um, the Parfums offense um, they rank around fifth overall in the NFL. So um, I think between the two it's looking like the the Panthers could have a the slight edge there. Yeah, I've just got that image of like Nick Foles doing long throw-ins towards like Peter Crouch for Stoke City that's just what you just put in my head there Craig um, <laughs> they do mate like you just sort of like like teams go up against them and then they just like it's like watching Sunday League football like it's just it gets dead scrappy like stuff just doesn't seem to go well like it tends to be quite low scoring affairs I think in most games like they just force teams the, the skill level down I think somehow and force them to sort of play their game 
I'll tell you what, the, what I think's gone really under the radar is is Matt Rule's sort of uh, is the way he's gone so seamlessly from being college head coach to an NFL head coach. You know, his, his Panthers team are looking really good. They're really well, they're just really well coached. You know, they don't have all the superstars. Of course, they've got CMC, but he's been out and they've just gone and won three games in a row. It, it, I just feel as if it's gone very, very quiet that this Panthers team that I think a lot of people only had winning three, four games max have almost sort of filled that potential in a lot of people's heads already only after five games. Davis is doing well for them. And he come, he come from the Bears, didn't he? Um, yeah, it's I don't know. It's an interesting team. Like they they've really sort of peaked peaked my curiosity. I thought they were going to be a lot worse than they have been. Yeah, they are a surprise. I mean, like I said, the, the expectation was three wins. They're rebuilding. He, Matt Rule wants to get his own players in there, give him sort of two years. Because obviously he was a really sought after coach. And I've sort of seen the, the highlights of the last couple of games. They've been really competitive. So you know, they are a, a nice surprise, should we say? And that then that tough, quite tough division. So yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Craig, who have you got winning this one, though? The most important question. Yeah, so for this one, I have the Panthers by five. Nice. And what does Adam have? Adam has the Bears by two. He's still sticking on his... He's still on his Bears saying. Nice um, Bears. Uh, Fergal, who have you got? Uh, Bears by four. Okay, okay. And Simon? I've just changed my mind. I was going with the Bears, but I'm actually going with the Panthers. Panthers by two. Uh, yeah, I put up a good enough argument that I... You did, you convinced me. <laughs> the, Pan- the Panthers train is a better train than the Bears train, I'll tell you that. So Tim is also on this train. He's got Panthers by three and I've got Panthers by six. So I think that's what, four to two Panthers there, which is, you know, wouldn't have called that a couple games ago. So it's good to see the tables turning very, very quickly. Who would win in a fight between a Panther and a Bear? <laughs> that, is, that is what the people want to know. Uh, what kind of bear are we talking? Are we talking a grizzly? Are we talking a black bear? Are we talking a polar bear? Like, you need to be a bit or if it's a polar like... bear, polar bear wins. It could, it could be the Jungle Book Bowl. <laughs> what, Baloo? <laughs> <laughs> the Jungle Book Bowl. <laughs> uh, that would be, it's got to be a bear, though, I think. They've just, they just got that. You know, one swipe and the, the Panther's dead. This was a topic I think we had like in one of our very early pods, wasn't it? Like if all the mascots got in a big battle royale, we'd win. Like, yeah, I remember listening to that. <laughs> we say like nothing can beat a titan. Was that it in the end, or was that... a saint like or someone? You know, a titan's a god. Then how do you beat a god? But then you've got a saint like quite quite holy. Like, yeah, well, if you've yes. got a patriot, it's fine. They've got the whole of the, uh, the American government behind them. <laughs> the most powerful people. There you go. Happy days. Right, <laughs> moving on to the next game. Uh, Fergal, we're going to go with one of yours. Uh, next one on the list is the Bengals at the Colts. Oh, so Bengals, Colts. So Bengals are 1-3-1 one, and one this year. Have rookie quarterback Joe Burrow uh, doing things. He's actually looked very good. Um, his unfortunate thing is the fact that he has one of the worst offensive lines seen in a while um, in front of him. Uh, so you, they, then they're playing the Colts as well. The Colts are 3-2 and two on the year. However, uh, Rivers is looking very shaky. This season, he has got uh, four touchdowns and five interceptions uh, through five games, which doesn't look very good for them. Um, but their rushing uh, offense has been quite good. They've got Jonathan Taylor uh, from Wisconsin. Uh, he's a player that I saw a lot of. I'm, I'm a Michigan fan, so I'm a lot in the Big Ten. Uh, didn't like going against him. He would always rush for over 2,000 yards. He, he, he would have 2,000 yards a year. Um, but then you've got to see the Bengals um, 
their pass defense has been quite good this year. Uh, last week, they kept Lamar Jackson to under 190 yards. Uh, you could say that's an average game for Lamar Jackson, you know, passing for 190 yards. Um, however, their run defense is um, very bad. Their, their rush defense is very bad. Um, however, the Colts have the worst rushing offense in the league. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen offensively in this game. Um, the Colts have looked very impressive defensively. If anything, they've got a top five defense. Uh, they've got the likes of Darius Leonard as linebacker. And he's, um, he's his third year in the league and he, always, he really looks like he's going to make the Hall of Fame with the, the start he's had. Motorbikes coming for us. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I think it's going to be a, uh, a close game. I think it's going to be low scoring, though, uh, because offensively both teams have been a bit rough. Defensively, both teams look all right. Uh, but last week, Joe Burrow took seven sacks, um, and that's the second time this year he's taken seven sacks in a game. He has 22 on the year. Uh, he's taken 22 sacks on the year, which is the most in the league by a, a fair amount. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a low scoring, um, close game. If anything, I'd say it's probably going to be about 21 17. Uh, and I'd say the Colts are going to win that. Yeah, he has took a lot of hits. I remember that. Um, the one that stands out, um, it was one of the sacks he took against the Eagles with the like their camera angle was perfect with the slow mo there. And as soon as he gets hit, you see his head sort of jolt, and you can see everything just sort of like eventually catch up and wiggle as he gets hit. Like he's, yeah, he's definitely had a rough go of it. But you know what? Like I'm, I'm not a big Bengals fan, and obviously being a Ravens, you know, it's not just because I'm a Ravens fan. I don't think that, you know, historically they've been a particularly great team to watch. But, but I was definitely definitely made them a lot more exciting and I find myself watching them and paying a bit more of an interest than normal. I think they are. They've become exciting to watch. Apart from last week when I just did, whether it was just the fact you dominated them. I think they did the games before that. He'd be, Burrow's been fantastic to watch. You know, he's, he's living up to that sort of number one pick with not a massive amount of talent around him, but he, no. he's, def, he's definitely got something without a doubt. You just sort of hope it doesn't with him taking all these hits doesn't affect his confidence. I know he's a confident bloke and it, it probably won't, but if you know if you're just getting hit after hit after hit, you know, for sixteen games in a season, I just have a feeling that's just gonna do something to you. Like, I'm worried he might adapt his game in a negative way potentially because he just knows he's gonna be hit so often. End up like Sam Darnold and start start seeing ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> like Andrew Luck and be retired by thirty. Yeah. yeah <laughs> So, I mean, on the other side, I mean, I, 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 is it just me? I mean, I, I think Philip Rivers just looks old. I think yeah. Father Time is catching him. He's yeah, a, he did last year too. To be fair, like, yeah, yeah. He just seems to have. I don't know whether it's indecision or whether he's just not used to the players around him. To me, he just looks old. Yeah, it's a shame, really, because I feel like he is really holding that Colts team back. And if they had someone a bit more capable as their quarterback, that defense could win a lot of games for them. But Phil Rivers sort of. It almost ruins that chance for them. Well, they've kind of they've, they've thrown all of them, haven't they? they? They can't really bench him to go with uh, Jacoby Brissett. They can't do that now, really. So they, they've got their one year that they thought it was, you know, what all in. If anything, yeah. it kind of shows that. Um, well, look how the char- I mean, look how the Chargers are doing this season with Herberts. So that it it probably was Rivers for the past couple of years that was holding the Chargers back. Do you think they could go back to Brissett and sort of use Rivers as a confidence boost for him? 
in a way, sort of like you've sort of benched him, you've sort of put him in a position where he, you know he has to fight for that job, and now if they do sort of give him that opportunity, do you think he could rise to the occasion? That'd be controversial. Give him, give him the kick up the bum, maybe for set needed. Yeah, maybe. I think it's what you do if they said they're four and five. You know, your season it, it's going to be tight. You can get in obviously with the extra playoff team now, so it yeah. could be an option. If they're looking for a quarterback, I mean, next year, it's, it's that thing again. You, do you tank? Do you try and play out the season? Because the three quarterbacks that are going to go next year are going to go in the top five. So you have, you have to be losing a lot. You have to be have four wins at the most, really, to get one of those quarterbacks. Very good point. So, Fergal, you had, what was it? Did you, you had the Colts winning by four, I believe you said. Was that right? By four, yeah. Yeah. Simon, what have you got for this one? Um, I think it'll be quite close, but I think the Colts. Colts by three. Colts by three. Okay, nice. Uh, Tim has got for this one, he's got the Colts by 10. I've got the Colts by six. Craig, what do you and Adam have? Uh, I have the Colts by nine and Adam has the Colts by six. So clean sweep for the Colts. Yeah, yeah. Everyone sees the Colts winning that one. Uh, I've been talking to you guys. I've completely forgot about my own games. Uh, so I'll probably have to do one now before I have to smash out all of them at the end. So I'm going to talk about the Texans at the Titans. So another Sunday 6 p.m. game. So uh, the Texans, they finally got a win last week. Uh, no Bill O'Brien, no problem. Uh, they go and go and get the win, uh, even if it was against a pretty pretty poor Jaguars team. Brandon Cooks is, is well, he's, he's doing all right. You know, last week he had 161 yards and a touchdown. Always good to see Brandon Cooks playing well because the man's had about 25 concussions in his life. So the fact he's still playing at a decent standard is just, is just quite nice to see. And Deshaun Watson threw for his most yards this season so far. So clearly B.O. Brian going out the door has had a bit of a positive effect. Even though, as I say, against the Jags, I don't read into it too much. The Titans, so after their big coronavirus sort of holiday that they had, um, they went and beat the Buffalo Bills very, very convincingly as well. Uh, they, were, they were just brilliant. Uh, they, they went to the red zone six times and scored six touchdowns, which is just pretty phenomenal. It, the, sort of in the, in the preseason, in the offseason, we, we were talking about can the Titans keep it up, what they were doing, their identity of just Tannehill, just do what you can, and Derek Henry, just be a monster. Just It's, it's still working for them. I don't know, did you guys see the uh, stiff arm that he had on Josh Norman? Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of the memes as well that came out of it. I appreciated them too, to be honest, mate. You've got, you got, got Henry as Trump and coronavirus as Norman. He's just chucking him. Yeah, one of those ones. Are funny to look at them ones. But man, he's just still such an animal and he's just doing doing what his team needs. And, you know, the Titans' defence showed up really well as well. Malcolm Butler, everyone remembers that name, uh, had a 68-yard interception, which he had, it seemed like he had the ball. He caught the ball and he seemed like he had it for about 25 seconds. He was just running around in circles, sort of like joking all the Bills' offence. But no, it was just brilliant. And Josh Allen, I don't know, I'll go into the Bills later. Uh, but, you know, they can, the Titans were quite fortunate they didn't get the best of... Uh, Josh Allen's there. With this game coming up, obviously it's a divisional game in the AFC South. In the last couple of years, few years, the Texans would be hot favourites for this one, but it's completely spun on its head. I think the Titans' offence is going to win it for them. I mean, the Texans' defence, even with JJ Watt, hasn't been 
good at all. I mean, they got their first turnover of the season last week, which just shows you how slow they've been at the start of this season. I can see the Titans just sort of pummeling them into the ground and, and going and get the win and just moving on. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I've spoke a few times about Tannehill and the money they paid him and what I think of him and stuff. I don't think he's particularly the best QB, but I think he does what they need him to do. And one thing from that game is he he's solid in the red zone. He's solid in, in them short yardage situations when you need him to be clutch and when when it matters. Most of you know, they didn't a lot of the drives in that game and a lot of the you know when he got the ball in that game, they were already quite close up to the goal line anyway. I think most of the time when he got the ball, he was like within 30 yards of the um, the Bills' red zone anyway. But he, he can get the job done and I guess that's what counts. Like, Yeah, as somebody who's got a Ryan Tannehill shirt, um, you know, <laughs> we, we drafted him, developed him, didn't really give him a supporting cast. Um, I think he's in a perfect situation for him, really. I mean, you know, the, the fact they can run the ball is it takes the massive pressure off him. If he's got to drop back and pass, which is what he tried to do for us, he just hangs onto the ball too long. I think he's just in the perfect situation. Definitely think they overpaid for him, but you know, I, I wish him well. Really, I think I think they're they're they're, they're a tough side, the Titans. They're a tough side. Yeah, they're, they're not. I mean, up till now, they've sort of flew under the radar. Still, even after last year, and like the the one of those teams that like the. It's tough to play against. You might not expect them to win every week, but every now and again they can walk up to one of the the big boys in the league and just give them a good good old slap in the mouth, like they did against us in the playoffs and they did against the Bills last week. Yeah, absolutely. They're just they're just a tough, tough team. That's just the way to put it. You know, they're they're mean and they just mean business, and they they can carry it out how they want. So on this one, I've got the Titans winning, as I mentioned. I thought they were sort of going to be the favourites too. I've got them winning by 12. Uh, Tim's got them winning by seven. Craig, who have you got? So in this one, I have got... Where am I? Sorry, I've lost my list. That's all right, mate. Here we go. I'm back at the top of the list, aren't I? Here we go. Yeah, so I've got Titans by eight and Adam has Titans by 14. Okay, so Titans, Titans all around really. Fergal, you're going to carry on that? Uh, Titans by 14 I agree with that the Texans rush defence just isn't good enough to deal with Derek Henry at all yeah yeah same feeling here and Simon uh, Titans by 10 for me cool so there we go so pretty sort of confident win we've got down there for, for the Titans right next game next game let's go to ah the 905 game on Sunday Simon uh, Jets at your Dolphins Oh, the game everybody wants to watch. <laughs> the game that's obviously been rescheduled for this week because we should have had an interesting sort of Jets, a bye week and Jets sort of scenario, but that's obviously been changed now thanks to Corona. So what can we say about this? It's the Adam Gase Bowl. I don't know which team hates him more, us or the Jets. Um, we're obviously riding on a bit of a high after last week. That was a bit of a shellacking of the 49ers, which was great for us. Um, well, what can you say about the Jets? They're kind of how we were last year, really. They're just a mess. Um, and it's really between them and the Giants, I think, who's kind of the worst team. Um, who'd want to be a, a, an NFL fan in New York at the minute, you know? I mean, there's not much to look forward to there, is there? Um, obviously, we talked about the Jets parting with Levy and Bell this week. Um, they've got more problems. Obviously, they've got to start Joe Flacco at quarterback. Sam Darnold's injured. Um, Miami are heavy favourites. Well, who would have thought that, eh? Um 
from what I can read, the Jets' average losing margin through five games has been 17 points, which is quite funny, really, to say as a Dolphins fan. For years, they've been given a stick, so it's nice to get some back. Um, they do have some talented players. I think J- Jameson Crowder's having a really good season for them. Um, it'll be interesting to see how sort of Frank Gore does in the backfield because we're particularly poor against the run. So if I was playing Miami, I know what I'd be doing. But this is Adam Gase, so he'll probably throw it a lot. Um, it'll be really interesting to see how we run the ball because we didn't we did it all right last week, even though we were winning. Uh, Miles Gaskin, who's our starting running back, not many people have heard of him. He's, he's doing all right, though. He's doing all right. You know, he's getting some hard yards and he's working hard for it. Uh, Fitz, again, just fantastic to watch. He'll be hearing it out. I think Devontae Parker and Mike Kaziki, especially, I think will probably pile up some big numbers. And uh, maybe if Preston Williams might sneak in with a touchdown as well. So for the first time in a long time, I actually picked Miami to beat the Jets. That's good. Nice. It's nice to see. And obviously Miami are just an, an interesting, interesting team. Just as I said before we came on, it's just Fitzpatrick. It's just he's just like a fine wine, isn't he? He's just he's just getting better and better as each season goes on. You've just got to watch the, the sort of celebrations of when they score, the whole team around him. I mean, you just got to look at his face. Anybody who likes football just yeah. got to see that. It's so fu- It's like watching Brett Favre play. Like the look of the look of just sheer like enjoyment on his face. Like he is so fun to watch. You can't you can't not like Fitzpatrick. You know, I mean, I. I I like most people. I I really want to sort of you know, he knows he's in his last season. I think you know this. We all want to see uh, Tua playing. I've got my Tua jersey ready, but you can't take the guy out of the lineup at a minute. Even Tua, you you can see that the, the respect is there. I think from him, just watching him. So yeah, let's hope we we'll keep riding fits for a while. I, I hope you do. I really hope you do. I think he deserves it. I hope you sort of. You know, it wouldn't do two in any arm, sort of playing a season behind them and just watching a veteran do his thing. No, I mean, there's been there's been a few rumblings about chucking Tour in, and then obviously with with Herbert doing so well for the Chargers, as have we drafted the right quarterback? I mean, until a guy actually plays, you can't judge him, and, and you can't take Fitz out of the lineup at the minute. You just can't. You can, once soon as you put Tour in, you start that conversation, and the pressure then gets on, and it just causes all kinds of distraction. You're better just shutting it down now and just being like, you know what? I mean, it'll only help Tour with his injury, I guess, as well. Like, it's more time for him to rehab it, more time for him to just learn, learn to play in the NFL, and like I said, study behind, behind a veteran and just work with his team. Because you've got, you know, you got a lot of rookies on that team, and it's quite a young team. It's a, it's a chance for them to just sort of gel a bit more, I guess. I was reading yesterday, I think we've got 31 new players this year. And when you consider how much we turned the roster over last year, it's, it's incredible, you know. And, and, and to put a rookie quarterback, I mean, we've started two rookie offensive linemen already. So you've, you've got to let them gain their experience. You'll only benefit from it in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, perfect situation. And, and with the Jets as well, I don't know if anyone else has this feeling. I just got a feeling that there is doesn't matter what happens. The Jets could lose by eighty points. Adam Gase is going to stay in a job. I, I can just see him staying to the end of the season. Now, if he's not gone already, then like they're just going to stick with him because he's got to go. Like what can he lose by letting them go? What what have they got to lose? They cannot get any worse. Let's be honest. Like they can't they can't get any worse. You may as well just fire them and just. You know, put an interim head coach in and just like spend the rest of the season fishing for a new one. You know, seeing what what's what they've got at the college level, seeing what's what's floating about in the free agent sort of coach market, and just it, the only way is up for them at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, they're genuinely one of the worst teams I've seen in quite a long time. Yeah. 
Yeah, also. I mean, he's it, it, been odds on since the start of the season, and everyone said that Gates will get fired and then Greg Williams will get promoted. You know, it's, it's whether that will happen. Greg Williams likes to live a bit of an interim head coach and then move on to somewhere else. So, yeah. Yeah, and so Simon, you had Miami, you had your boys winning this. Uh, Fergal, what did you have? Uh, I'd say that the Jets are just too bad to even. It's not going to be a competition. I, I genuinely think it's going to be Miami by 10. I'm saying 10 just to be nice to the, any Jets fans listening, but you know. It's... Oh, that is, trust me, we have scared any Jets fans away from listening to us. <laughs> yeah, the, the hate we got from someone on Twitter, me before the season, was unreal. I we mean, like. Three wins as well. We were nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we finally pushed them over the edge and we just got the brunt of it, to be honest. Uh, Craig, who have you and Adam got? Uh, so, unsurprisingly, I've got the Dolphins by 16 and uh, I think Adam's got the Dolphins by 17. Okay, I've got the Dolphins by only nine and Tim's got the Dolphins by three. So, uh, you know, he thinks it's going to be a tight one. Simon, you got to have some words there. I know I'll, I'll be speaking to him. Well, I only had to win by 10, and I, I think there'll be some hairy moments in that game. I really do. I'm hoping, I'm hoping Fitzpatrick just puts on a, puts on a show and just as a, as a good old like sort of weekend off and has, has some fun, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's what we all want to see. It definitely is. Where's it being, where's it being played? It's in Miami. Oh, yeah, you've got a few fans, so you know they can uh, pull the team over the line, hopefully, if there's any hairy stuff going on. Well, it's mad. They've given us the go-ahead to fill the stadium. You know, why on earth? You know, put 65,000 fans in there. Yeah. See what happened with the, it was the Gators game the other day. They had 90,000 and now it's... Uh, <laughs> they shut it down. Madness. Mm. One big night, one big night, and then that's it forever. So that goes. Craig, next game for you. Uh, Washington at Giants. Yeah, so... Um... Despite the own five record of the Giants, it's still they're still not out the NFC East um, or the NFC Sheesh, as I've been calling it at the minute, because uh, it's it's quite quite the division at the moment. Um, I mean, you really could see, you know, never mind an eight and eight win team going to playoffs. You could see a six win team making it at this rate. Um, so yeah, arguably, I mean, like I don't know, I'm, you know what? I've read a whole page of notes trying to big this game up, and I'm struggling just to find anything to be honest. Um, Washington are going in the favourites. You know, they've got that good defensive line. Um, you know, they've been a little bit suspect of the past, but I think they can put a lot of pressure on Jones. Um, you know, Jones, the stats might not show it, but he's he's done okay for them so far, considering the circumstances, especially with using losing Saquon and um you know, I think the key battle in this game is going to be establishing the run game early for them. If Freeman can get running, it's really going to take the pressure off them and, and open up the passing for them and allow them to do a few more things. Um, you know, they're going up against a defence that last week let Goff complete 70% of his passes and scored two touchdowns. So it's you can do it on this defence. Um it's it's just whether he you know whether whether they can on the day. It's going to be tough for the you know tough week for the Giants defense. They um, they don't know what QB they're going to be going up against, which is going to make it tough to plan for. You know they could have any one of three, never mind two. Um, you know they've already seen several changes at QB already this year. You know going from from Haskins getting benched to to Kyle Allen, who to personally I don't rate and. Then to to veteran Alex Smith, who you know, just as a side note, it was very nice to see take a snap again, considering everything that went on. And you know, I think regardless of whatever team you support out there, um, 
his story. If you haven't seen it, look up, watch the documentary, you know, from a guy who nearly lost his life and nearly lost his leg to be to be taking a snap on a football field, not, you know, in quite a short space of time later. He's fair play to the guy, nothing but respect for him. Um, anyway, back onto what I was saying. Alan, in my opinion, he's, I I don't see what Ron sees in him. Ron seems to like him, but despite the stat line of, I think he's five and seven for all of the starts that he's had, and he's, I think he uh, 17 touchdowns to 16 interception ratio. So again, it's it's not it's not like exactly blowing me away. Um, Giants defense just need to figure out how to shut down the the favorite weapon, which is something they are quite good at. They need to shut down Terry McLaurin, who's he's already on 29 catches and over 400 yards for the season. He was you know I was big on him last year. It looks like he's getting better now in his in his sophomore year. Uh, Gibson's also been doing stuff for him on offense. He was the 66th overall pick, and he's already on. I think he's on over nearly close to 400 yards for the season. Um, like I said, one thing the Giants are good at, good at is shutting down the, the primary target. The you know James Bradford, he shut down Juju, he shut down Alan Robinson, he shut down Amari Cooper. So if he can take McLaurin out the game, Giants are him with a shout. Yes, yeah, it's one of these that could be really really close. Actually, it's just two. <laughs> two bad teams in a bad division just scrapping it's just it's just what you love to see sometimes I don't know how many viewers this game will have but it's going to be interesting to see uh, how it goes either way it's really tough to call I think yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see how much of it makes red zone <laughs> I, I was saying this last week about what I can't remember what game it was but like sometimes when you get two teams that aren't particularly great like it can make an interesting game because I mean all kinds of madness happens. You never know what to expect. I think that the, the key battle is going to be whether, like I said, whether um whether the Giants can get their one game going. If the Giants can get their one game going, then they're in with a shout. Um, they're just just gonna to have to see see what he can do on the night, I guess. Absolutely, it's, like, it's like such a crazy division though. And then, like you said, the fact that somebody could probably, they could go six and ten and make the playoffs. You know, it's just. Madness. Yeah, yeah. You don't like no, Giants. Still have Evans to play for. You know, you you think this point in the season now without a win, your season would be over. But they could still very well win that division easily. Weird, weird to hear that. It shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't be allowed. I know we talked about this before. You have to have, uh, you have to at least be at point five hundred. You you cannot be under that and make the playoffs. It's just it's just a disgrace. But. They're the rules. We don't make them. We just watch the game and talk about it. So there, that's that's how it goes. Uh, Craig, who have you got winning then? Um, so I have got Washington taking this one by seven, and Adam also has Washington taking this one by seven. Okay, okay, Simon. Well, I've seen sort of highlights of the Giants last couple of games. I thought they were really unlucky last week. I reckon the Giants are going to get on the board. They're going to win. They're going to win by one. It's going to be something like ten nine or something like that. It's real. <laughs> yeah, they, real they were unlucky last week. I fell for them. Like, love that, love that, Fergal. I think the winners are people who don't watch the game um, really. Uh, but I would like to see an Alex Smith masterclass. So I'm going to say the uh, Washington Football Team by three. Do you think Alex Smith is going to start? Uh, I mean, do you know what? He looked all right, and he was. It was that kind of that, that nervousness looking at him. Obviously, he's played for the Chiefs, and seeing uh, Aaron Donald draped on his back, and I was like, Jesus! Oh, yeah, every, every time I think, I think you, everyone I spoke to, they were like, every time like Donald comes running at him, I cringe. Like you just you tense up, and you're like, oh God, no, oh God, no. You know what I mean? 
yeah, but I, I think I think I want to see the them by three. Cool. And then I think on here, Tim has got the football team by six. And Simon, I'm with you. I've gone for the Giants to win by three. I just feel as if they're going to win a game, this is going to be one of them. So they should okay. go all yeah. out. It wouldn't disappoint me to see a Giants win. Okay, the next game, oh, we are going to go to uh, Simon back to... Oh, no, sir. Yes, no, sorry, Simon. Sorry, I'm just making my mind up here. Big game, uh, 9.25. Uh, it is the Packers at the Bucks. So the Packers and the Bucks. So the Packers are traveling, traveling to face Tom Brady. They've had a nice week off for their bye week. So the Bucks obviously felt the Chicago last Thursday night, losing 2019 to a late field goal. And then... Um, Super Tom wasn't able to uh, take them down the field to win the game. Um, the Packers have really have got the three of the next four road games. So uh, apparently they've been averaging 40 points a season on the road, which is incredible when you think last year they had trouble scoring, really. Uh, Devontae Adams is expected back for this one. So that should make the uh, Packers' offense a bit more tasty, as if they needed it. Um, as for the Bucks, go oh, they banged up. Uh, from what I was reading, Fournette, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronk, Sean McCoy all limited or not practicing this week. Uh, so again, Brady's having to make do with the sort of a cast of no names really around him. Um, the Bucks defense lost uh, Vita Vea this week, which was a nasty looking leg injury, and he'd been playing great for them uh, with their run defense. So I think Aaron Jones this week is going to be a big player. Um, and if he can get going, I think the Packers' O line's been good, and Rodgers has just been spreading the ball around. He's another one that's probably on for an MVP season if he carries on as he is. Uh, so me, I've gone for the Packers to win this one. I think it'll be a close game, but I've gone for Packers to win by seven. Yeah, Brady it, Rogers. It's an interesting one. Like so, so the Packers historically do not do very well off a of bye week. And coming off to this game, I always had it as a Packers loss. I thought Tom Brady and the Bucks. I thought by this point they're going to have had a bit of time to sort of get used to playing together a little bit more and sort of work through the kinks of the lack of preseason and everything else. And I think they could have been in for a shock upset win. Um, but I, I don't know. Like you've just said, they've got so many injuries at the moment. I don't. I don't think I can see it. Even if the Packers are a bit sleepy and still waking up after a bye week. Yeah. I feel the same. I just think that the Bucks are, you know, there was a lot of hype and Brady had a few good games, but the injuries and everything is starting to sort of take its toe a bit. And they're just, they just, they slowed down last week and you, they're not quite as high firing and sort of on that exponential graph that I think a lot of people thought they were going to be. They haven't quite hit that, but it could have been a blip. You never know. But Packers for me. Yeah, his, Rogers is on fire. His secondary receivers are finally starting to step up. I was saying it last season, and Aaron Jones, he just goes under the radar. He is a top-tier running back in this league. I don't care what anyone says, he can do it all. Um, I, I, just, I don't know. I don't see how... I mean, don't get me wrong, the Bucks' defence is good, but I think it'd be it'd be a shock at this point for them to lose it. It's, it's definitely the Packers' game to lose. Yeah. yeah, so Simon, you had the Packers winning by how many? By seven. Seven, cool. Craig, what about you and Adam? Uh, so I've got the Packers by four, and Adam's got the Packers by nine. Okay, so fairly close-ish. Fergal? Uh, Packers by ten. Okay, and then I've got the Packers winning this by three, a little bit closer, and then Tim's got the Packers winning by seven. So Packers, clean sweep there. That's an inevitable Buccaneers uh, win there. Right, 
We're going to move on now to one of the Monday night games. Uh, this is my one, and it's probably the mm, one of the most. I said there's a lot of good games this week, but sitting here, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs going to the Buffalo Bills. Monday night, 10 p.m. Uh, English time or British time, sorry, as I should say, um, which is quite cool, actually, for us to be able to watch a game on a weekday night that's fairly early-ish. So really looking forward to sitting down and watching well, probably the first half before I go to sleep and go to work. But so these are two teams, two of the best teams in the AFC who were both undefeated before last week. So as we mentioned earlier, uh, the Chiefs lost 40-32 to to the Raiders. The Chiefs, uh, I'm sure you agree, you were just a bit sort of poor defensively. Uh, the, the Raiders sort of caught you, they, they just caught, caught you out in a way, you know, they're putting 40 points on you. They're this team that go under the radar. They're very underrated. I know Tim can be very pessimistic about them sometimes on this pod, but they are a good team. Henry Ruggs is looking like a really exciting addition to their to their team. And Derek Carr, when he's playing well, like he did last week, you know they just they put the the, the Chiefs away. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Wasn't wasn't too awful, but unfortunately, just wasn't enough. Usually, with the Chiefs, you know, when when everything's aren't going to plan, Patrick Mahomes will come in and just save the day. But sadly, uh, didn't last week. When it comes to the Buffalo Bills, see, I, I, I'm taking the bias out here. So the Bills were like a, they were a defensive team last year. That that was their identity. And they've completely flipped that now. They've become an offensive team. They're explosive. Josh Allen even though he's been launching the ball before, you know, he's connecting. Stefan Diggs has been a great addition. But the problem is, I feel like they've, they've sort of leaned on that offense so much this year that when it didn't turn up against the Titans, they struggled quite a bit. Josh Allen had his worst game sort of by far this season. Just didn't show up. And yeah, it, it just doesn't really work for the Bills there, especially because that defence was doing so well with Tredavious White and et cetera last year. And as I mentioned earlier, Josh Norman got a, a big old stiff arm, so that sort of shows you how their, their defence has been going so far. With this one, I'm, I'm fancying the Chiefs to go and win this, even though it's in Buffalo and it's going to be cold. Kansas City is also cold, uh, so I don't think that'll make a difference uh, whatsoever. But yeah, I've got the Chiefs to go and win this one. Uh, I'm confident they're going to bounce back. You know, you're not going to keep Patrick Mahomes quiet for two weeks, quietish for two weeks in a row. They're just going to go out. It's going to be a really offensive game. It's going to be high scoring. It's going to be a shootout. Both these quarterbacks are going to be at their best, I hope. And yeah, I've got the Chiefs down to win this one, and I've got them to win it by ten points. Bills are an interesting one. I think quite a few of their games, like they've not, the few games I've seen this season, they've, they've won, but they've not exactly been convincing wins. Um, some of them have, but not most, I would say. Um, I'm curious now whether to see whether that loss has sort of has sort of set the blueprint now and how to to attack this team. I'm not like I'm not saying that it's suddenly just all going to go downhill and completely overreact to it, but I think this team does have some weaknesses and they are missing some of their best players on defence. There's no secret there. Um, but I don't know. I think maybe they've just been found out a little bit. I mean, we played them in week two. I mean, we were able to move the ball against them. I mean, Fitz did throw a couple of uh, killer interceptions, but, you know, we were able to move the ball. I, I do fancy my hopes to be able to do 
quite a bit against the, the Bills. And obviously, this is a massive game. Nobody wants to go to 4-2. and two. And again, mm. whoever loses is going to be on a two-game losing streak. Mm. I, I'm trying not to be biased uh, with this, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you mentioned, like, I mean, Mahomes, yeah, quiet game for him. He still had 340 yards last week, uh, which, I mean, is, it does put into context how good he is as a player. Um, I am actually quite pessimistic about this because we don't very, we don't typically do well with early season losses. The last few years when we've had one loss, we've had compounded it with the second one. Um, and it's on the road. So we'll have to see. Um, I still think that Mahomes is just on his own would be good enough. But then you've still got Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. I mean, we've got Sammy Watkins out. You've still got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, Miko Hardman, and even then Byron Pringle, who's a, a secondary receiver for us. And he would still start for many teams in the NFL. So, um, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm going to what? I think it's going to be one of the games of the weekend. So. It's a, yeah, it's a tough one. I think the way to beat the Chiefs is to keep the offense off the field. You want to run game. You want to burn clock. You want to keep Mahomes off the field as long as you can. And I think they've sort of gone away from that running attack now and become a lot more of a sort of aerial attack, um, which I just I don't think is going to go. It's going to go against the Bills in the long run. Maybe John Harbaugh can learn that and he might beat us one day. Who knows? <laughs> right, so I, as I mentioned earlier, I had the Chiefs winning this one by 10. Tim had him winning by three. Uh, Fergal, how do you think your boys are going to get on? Um, realistically, I think it's going to be Chiefs by uh, seven. Okay, okay. Yeah, not bad. Simon? Glad I put Monday, uh, Tuesday off now. I can stay up and watch this. Um, I think it'll be a cracking game. I think Chiefs by, Chiefs by six, I think. It'll be back and forth a bit. And Craig, you and Adam? Uh, so me and Adam have both gone Chiefs by seven. So we're with you, Fergal. Okay, so fairly fairly tight then. It, but um, I assume we were thinking it's going to be lots and lots of points scored by uh, by both teams, more than likely anyway. Right then, so we've got one more game each, uh, I believe. So we're going to start off, uh, go back to the sort of the uh, six o'clockers, Fergal, Lions at Jags. Uh, it's the game no one wants to watch, uh, really. <laughs> it's all two, one and three teams battling it out and then both of them haven't been that good this season. I mean, um, the Jags are actually the first team to lose to three winless teams in a row in the NFL in NFL history. Uh, <laughs> just a great stat. I love, I love American sports and their stats, really. But that's a good one. Um, the Jags are also the youngest team in the league. Um, I mean, I, I mean, they say youth and exuberance, but I, I can't really see much happening from either team here. Uh, James Robinson has been a bright spark for them. However, uh, he was an undrafted free agent who's come in. Um, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. It's the both teams just need that win to start going. Really, they they both have a win on the season, but they were neither of them were very good wins. Uh, Gardner Minshew has been playing behind for most of the most of the games this year um, because his def- the defense hasn't been very good at all. Uh, neither team's defense has been very good at all. Um, and having someone like Gardner Minshew, obviously, is only his second season starting. Uh, he needs, you know, he needs. To not be on the field for the majority of the game. Um, so the Jags defense has been given up uh, nearly 420 yards per game, uh, which is uh, unbelievable. It's not really a surprise that they're one and three. I think it's going to be a very big scoring game. And I think that if the Jags win it, uh, Matt Patricia could be on the chopping block because for a team, for a guy that was the Patriots defensive coordinator, 
they've had a very bad uh, run of games this season. Um, they have given up big leads. That's not really what you want to see for a, from a defensive head coach. So I think that if the, if the Jags do win this, uh, he could be he could be gone soon. Yeah, well, hopefully, because I just, for me, it, there's there's such a lot of talent on that that Lions team that he's just just holding back. I, I don't know about Patricia. I didn't mind him at the Pats. I thought he did, you know, a pretty decent job. But as a head coach, he just seems like such a an odd bloke. Mm. Someone that does he doesn't seem approachable. He doesn't seem like he's. I don't know. You're right, and his defense sucks. It's one of those things that it's, um, everyone thinks that because he's uh, a Belichick disciple, he's going to do well. I mean, <laughs> I don't think any of them have done well, really. If you want, to- I think it could be a fun game to watch. I can see this being a shootout. You've got two fun quarterbacks who like to throw the ball, and you've got two arguably pretty like not great defenses to put a PC. So I, I don't know. I think this could be a could bit of a fun shootout. This one. Both like to sling it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think Adrian Peterson will have a good game in this as well. So, you know, he's, he's, still, he's proved he's still got some life in those legs. Yeah, he's been a great pickup for them. You know, you've got two two quite young, sort of fresh running backs there in, in Detroit, and Peterson sort of rocked up early on in the season and sort of has really been carrying that offense for them, hasn't he? Just like he has done for most of his career, I guess. Yeah, just when you write him off, and then all of a sudden he's just like, yeah, I can still do it. <laughs> yeah. Fergal, who have you got winning this one? Um, I'm going to say it's going to be the Lions by seven. Uh, and I also think I've got like a, I think that Marvin Jones is going to have a fantastic game. Okay. A little, little bit of a bold prediction in there as well. Uh, Craig, what have you and Adam got? Yeah, so I've gone Lions by seven and Adam's gone Lions by three. More Lions there. Simon? Yeah, I think I'll go with the Lions and the Lions by five. I think it'll be quite a close game. Cool. Uh, and that's a clean sweep because Tim's got the Lions by seven and I've got the Lions by 14. I just fancy them to really get going this game against that Port Jags defence. Right, uh, moving on. Uh, the last of the 6pm games. Craig, uh, Patriots at Broncos. Yeah, so the Patriots might be a 2-2 two and two at the minute, but I do think they look like a, a bit better than a 2-2 two and two team at the moment. Um, moving this game's off both sides for different reasons, I guess. Um, Drew Locke, he might have a chance of coming back. He's missed the last three games with a shoulder injury. And obviously, Cam has, Cam's got the manch. He had him um, tested positive for the Rona. Um, so, you know, it's obviously give them a, a bit more time and sort of to try and get him back in there for him. Um, it, I don't know. If Locke comes back, he's more than likely going to be a bit rusty. So you'd expect quite a, a heavy rushing attack from, from Melvin Gordon and from Philip Lindsay from from the Broncos side. Um, it's it's just going to be a case of whether New England's you know front seven can shut that down. I think it could be something that New England could struggle against because their front seven's not particularly great. You know, I know Winovich has been good for years, but overall on a whole, it's not it's not exactly a stellar um a stellar cast. Um it's likely Noah Fant's going to be back as well this week, which would help to lock if he does come back. Um, I know that would be, be a target he'd more than likely want to throw through quite a lot. Um, on the Broncos' defence, um, I don't know. Like They're just, just going to have to try and get a lot of pressure on Cam. Um, try and stop his runs. Try and see if he can get in Bradley Chubb and, and Malik Reid to sort of get that rush on him and try and contain him a bit and, and stop that rushing attack, which I think, it'll, I think that rushing attack will be the way that they'll go. Um, more than likely 
Um, if Cam is cleared, it's likely, like I said, it's a pretty efficient one attack so far. It's been, it's been fun to watch. I think it's, you know, I'm not usually someone who will root for the Patriots, but I find myself sort of a little bit inside of me, sort of, there's like a little spark there in, igniting in this black heart of mine against the Patriots for Cam. I don't know. I, just, I like watching the guy. Um I, tend, I, tend, I was saying this last week, Fergal. I tend to my my hatred for the Patriots are sort of shifting towards the Chiefs now. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think that I think it's going to rely heavily on the running game. Um, that Denver defense, it's it's they're just going to have to try and keep um, keeping on the field and keep the offense off the field, considering that the you know the the, the longer that they sort of they run the clock out, the more pressure it's going to put on Lock for them to use his arm, and they're going to try and go away from that, and they're going to have to move away from that rushing attack that I think Denver want to want to use. Um, I think one juicy matchup to watch is going to be Edelman against Callahan. Um, the stats show that, like you know, it's you know, even though Edelman sort of not had the season that he might have done when Brady was around, he's still one of the best slots in the league, and he's likely going to be paired up with Callahan for the majority of the game. So I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, but could be could be quite an interesting, like sort of heavy defensive running one. Yeah, that that bye week last week was such a blessing in disguise because yeah, Cam Newton is. Expected to start, which is good. And Gilmore's back in training as well, so he he should hopefully be back. Because we were going to play this last week with Stidham, or it could not have been Hoyer again, surely not. Uh, but it could have been a completely different game. Having Cam back completely changes that. It's gone from like not much, you know, what, wondering what could happen to being fairly confident that we're going to go and and sort of do the business. But I, I just love the fact that Craig's loving the the Patriots. All it took was I wouldn't go that far. Like I wouldn't say loving, but the uh, I don't know. Like I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think there's just I think there's hope there in terms of me not just completely abandoning them as a franchise. And yeah, but yeah, it's it's important to know whether the Broncos are getting you know Drew Lock back and no Noah Fant as well, which is a massive, massive. He was a massive miss for them, so they're going to be looking. They're going to be off the. Well, on the pitch, looking healthier, looking better. So, you know, the Broncos could could be a bit of a surprise on the offensive side of the ball. Is Melvin Gordon going to be playing after his arrest yesterday? I completely missed that. Melvin he, Gordon he got, got arrested for a DUI yeah. and he was speeding. Oh, God. Uh, uh, I could imagine he probably might not be playing. Oh, there, could, there goes my game plan that I've just talked about for the last five minutes then, don't I? Like, <laughs> I've got him in my fantasy teams though, he better play. He, apparently he was at practice, but um, yeah, he was. I saw it come up yesterday and I was like, no, I'm going, oh, he's got yeah, DUI and apparently he was between 25 and 39 miles an hour over the speed limit. That's so. quite a bit. That's quite a bit. Oh. I'm sure, we could pay the fine off quite easily, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's one of those. It, it, it's you know, it's not obviously not legally meant to miss the game, but do the Broncos make an example? I, that, that's effectively how is how important is he to the team? And yeah. I think the answer is very. So yeah, could probably see him see him playing. Actually, thinking about it that way, uh, Craig, who have you got winning this one? Yeah, so I've got the Patriots winning this one, and I've got them winning it by 14. Um, Adam had the Patriots winning this one by 13. Okay, Simon. Much as I hate to say it, I've got the Patriots winning by 10. Fergal. Uh, also the Patriots by 10. This is lovely. Love hearing this. Uh, I have got the Patriots to win as well by 17. 
bit, uh, <laughs> bit optimistic there. And Tim's got the, yeah, well, yeah, this is going to come crashing down. And then Tim's got the Pats to win by 10. Okay, then. Uh, Sunday night football, Rams at 49ers. Simon. All right, so the Rams and 49ers. So the Rams are travelling to the 49ers this week. I'm sure they'll be licking their lips after watching what... Uh, Miami did to the 49ers last week. Um, obviously, the Rams did pretty much the same to the Washington football team. Uh, Aaron Donald was just unbelievable last week with four sacks. Uh, Troy Reader also had three sacks. I mean, the only thing we can say about that game, obviously, we've talked about Alex, Alex Smith. Fantastic to see the man out throwing the ball around. Unfortunately, they're the only three for 70 passing yards, which isn't a great stat. Um, you know, Jared Goff was efficient, I think was the word, really, against Washington. Um, Miami really were able to sort of rush uh, the 49ers quarterbacks. I think, uh, you know, both uh, Jimmy G and Bethard, or B-third, we want to call him, you know, they, they both look pretty poor. We, we were able to cover them quite, the, 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 their mishmash of receivers and, and, and blitz quite a lot. And obviously this, that plays right into the Rams game plan, really. I mean, that, that defense is tasty anyway. Um, they're going to fancy their chances. Um, I think they obviously they'll, they'll look at the game plan that Miami did last week. They, they threw it to the outside quite a lot. Uh, so I was expecting some big numbers. Um, I think, you know, Raheem Mostert looked quite good when he ran against Miami last week. But once we sort of got a lead, they obviously had to move away from that. Uh, if Jimmy G, they reckon he's sort of showing more like his old self. He's obviously a high ankle sprain that he's sort of recovering from that. I and mean, if he plays anything like last week, this game's going to be ugly. But if not, they can score some points. I think they might make it close, but I'm going with a form team. I think, I think the Rams will win this by about 14. Yeah. They've been sort of, sort of surprising the Rams. It's in a way, like some people you either had them winning like six, seven games and other people had them winning sort of like eight, nine, ten, ten games. But they're really, you're right, that defence is just, there's so many exciting players on that side of the ball. Obviously, you've got Jalen Ramsey and then you've got Aaron Donald up top. you just got big name players that are going to win the game. And then Jared Goff, as you said, was efficient and that's all he needs to be. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a good game manager. Um, and again, I mean, they're, they're running back by committee, don't they? And if, you know, if their defense can keep them in games, you know, they've got a fantastic coach. Okay. Again, I've said it before, you know, what team you're, 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 you're a fan of, you know, you, you, you appreciate some of the stuff that Dunham McVeigh, I think is just, he's a breath of fresh air really. So sort of what he's, he's such a clever coach and he's really coached that team well. Yeah, I hold my hand up there. I think coming into this when we did our predictions and stuff, I think he only had the Rams coming out with like five wins, and I think it's easy to say at the moment that they're probably going to finish with a with more wins than that. Um, I I don't know the Rams, like you said, they just look on form at the minute, and the 49ers, I think, are just recovering from from one or two bad weeks where they just got decimated with losses. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they saw kind of what Miami were going to do to them last week. I think they thought they'd be competitive. I mean, let's face it, nobody really saw that result coming last week. So, no, I mean they got some players back, but clearly they're not they're not right. You know what I mean? Like when you consider it to you know the way they played last season and how they started off the season, you can tell that even though these players are back, they're not not at a hundred percent, and they've obviously still got to sort of find the form again. I mean, this is a big, big game for them as well, isn't it? I mean, the Rams are four and one. The Seahawks unbeaten. This is this is massive for them. Yeah, tough division for them. You know, there's a lot yeah. to play for, especially with the Cardinals looking feisty as well. Yeah, yeah it's a tasty division, this. Yeah, and you, you worry as well. Yeah, this 49ers. Where, where are they going to be if they lose this? 
Oh, the, obviously, they had all the injuries, but you know, you unfortunately, in this division, when you've got all these good teams, three losses within the first six games is it's not going to end too well for you at all. Right, uh, prediction time for this one then, uh, Simon. What have you got? So I've got I've got the rounds by fourteen. Oh wow! So pretty pretty heavy. <laughs> Convince yeah. some win. Yeah. yeah. After last week, I watched a lot of that game, so yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm confident for them. Okay, so I have got the Rams to win uh, by seven, just a bit closer, and Tim's got the Rams by five. Fergal, what do you have? Um, I can see an upset here. Uh, I'm going to say the 49ers by one. Ooh, one point. And Craig? Um, do I, you know what? I initially had the Rams, but you know what? I'm going to go 49ers. <laughs> I think if there's going to be an upset this week, I think I agree with Fergal. Um I could see it being this one, so I'm going to go 49ers by three. There you go. Bit of a mixed bag then. That's what we like to see. Mix it up. Anyway, on to the final game. Uh, Monday Night Football, the well, the original scheduled one. So this is, this is my last game. Uh, we've got the Cardinals going to the Cowboys. Of course, this game with Dak Prescott missing is looking a little different. It's still two very good offences against two below par defences. And both these teams sort of got back to winning ways. Uh, The Cardinals had a couple of losses in a row, which made a lot of people start doubting the the Cardinals train. Uh, But they got back on track. Luckily, they got to play the New York Jets. So, uh, Alamari sort of got his mojo back and... Yeah, playing playing well again, which is what we all want to see from that. He's just such an exciting player that you don't want to see him struggling at all. The Cowboys, as I mentioned, obviously no Dak Prescott for this game, so you're going to see Andy Dalton. It's going to be interesting. I'm I like Andy Dalton, and I think with this offense, what you will see is you see how good is Andy Dalton because now he's got all these weapons to go with. And you'll also see how good Dak Prescott is as well. You know, if they don't put up these 400 plus yards of, of offense, does it, does it make you see, oh, you know what? They look like they've got a lot of weapons, but is this because the quarterback knows how to, how to throw to them, how to play with them? Or is it just the fact that they're bloody good wide receivers and whatever? So that, that, that's what I'm interested to see on this one. Um, the Cowboys, of course, are sitting top of the NFC East at two and three, uh, which is always always good fun to uh, to see. Um, Defrauding the Eagles last week, but yeah, it's it's going to be an exciting offensive game. I'm hoping Dalton just sort of steps into Dak's shoes and gets going to make this one an exciting one. I think it could be close if that happens, but for me, I just I just got an inkling that the Cardinals are going to sort of get back on top and start playing how they did in that sort of first couple of weeks of the season. So I'm, I'm just behind the Cardinals, I believe on this. Uh, I, I think that this is going to really test um, whether Dak was pulling all the strings as much as we thought he was um, in the first few games of the season. He was looking MVP form uh, in terms of like his passing yards. They had that he, even though he missed that game, he's still leading the league in yard, passing yards by about 200 yards or something stupid like that. Um, I don't think it's going to be uh, and I don't think their supporting cast around Dalton is going to be enough and I think the Cardinals are going to beat them heavily and I think it's going to be the Cardinals by about 17 Ooh, that is, that is some wow. big numbers yeah no f- fair enough I mean if that's 
Yeah, that's, that's your way of thinking. The Cardinals could. There's there's no reason why they can't. You're, you're right, the reasons you explained. Simon, what are you thinking? Again, I think that this this is a weird game. This could be a blowout one side. This could be a shootout. I think Chandler Jones is a massive loss for the Cardinals. Um, but yeah, this is, like I said, you can make a case for either team here. And for me, I'm going to go with the Cowboys just, just. But I think the home field advantage, obviously they'll have a few fans in the stadium. And I think that they'll get behind. I think that, that that win last week was so key for them. I think they'll they'll get a bit of momentum. And I think they'll they'll squeak one here. You know what? You've just completely sold me the Cowboys. I had the Cardinals down to win by <laughs> five, uh, four, but I'm going to change that to Cowboys by four. I think they're going to do it for the you know they're going to do it for Dak, which is yeah, which is why I've got the winning by four as well. That, that was an accident, but you know it's nice and sentimental there, uh, Craig. Oh no, sorry, Tim's one. Uh, before I forget Tim, uh, he won't like me doing that. I've got the Cardinals winning by three. Craig, you and Adam. Yeah, so Adam has the Cardinals by two. Um, I've gone Cardinals by 12. I think um, DeAndre Hopkins and I think Larry Fitzgerald and I think Kyler Murray are just going to have a, a field day on that defence, to be honest. Yeah, I can easily see that happening. The Cowboys defence is just a, a bit crap, really, isn't it? Um, sorry, sorry, Cowboys fans. I was quite pleased over again. Something we got a lot of flack for, and it was bang on. You know what I mean? Like they got a defense like a save, mate. You know what I mean? Like when you when you love to see uh, Mahomes against that defense, uh, that would be Mahomes would get arrested for that. It'd, It'd be yeah. interesting to look back and see how many out of every drive that they've had against them this season, how many has resulted in score in, like, in a score. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, you know, it might be a style, but it'll probably take me a bit of time to look. I'm not going to look it up now, but it might be something for next week. I'll look up and just see how many times they've actually stopped stopped a drive so far this season. If you, if you, you can look up how many um, third downs people have att- gone for against them and they've completed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, they made the Giants' offense look good, so that says a lot. Mm. <laughs> right, so that is... All the games this week, uh, we managed to get through them. Uh, very in-depth analysis from us there. I'm quite quite proud of that. Just before we wrap up, uh, we've got bold predictions to get through. Uh, Simon and Fergal, don't worry about bold predictions. Unless there's something that you you can think of in the next sort of like 30 seconds as we go through ours that you just want to put just an outlandish statement of what will happen next week. What do they, Craig, uh, if you want to let the listeners know what yours and Adam's are. Yeah, so Adam's one this week is he said that the Cowboys are going to have more rushing yards than receiving yards. Um, I, I mean, I, I can see that happening, to be honest, with Andy Dalton in a QB. I've, you know, I'm someone who's watched the favourite Andy Dalton in my time. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. You've got, like, you've got so many receivers on that team. I guess it's it'd be tough not to, not to be tempted to throw the ball. Um, and then my one, uh, I, I guarantee there's going to be at least one defensive score in that Ravens Eagles game. At least one, maybe even two. Like you assume, I'm assuming it's Ravens. Yeah, yeah. defensive score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. Fair enough. As you say, it's bold. It could not happen, but it is. A, there's a chance it could definitely. Tim has got uh, Jonathan Taylor to be the running back with the most uh, rushing yards. All running backyards, he said. So I don't know if that's a mixture of receiving and and rushing, but I'm sure we'll get a clarification by him. And I've got Tom Brady to outthrow Aaron Rodgers by over a hundred yards. 
It's a brave, it's a brave one. I mean, how, how much did you have to drink when you wrote that, mate? You know what I mean? The guy can't throw more than five yards. I don't think this is going to happen. It's he just can probably spit further than he can throw. <laughs> oh, my, right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they're our bowl prediction. Boys, have you thought of anything at all? Uh, I think that uh, Marvin Jones is going to have over 150 receiving yards against this the defence. There we go. I'm not just saying that because he's in my fantasy team. But you know. <laughs> Marvin Jones to what? Uh, over 150 receiving yards. Okay. Right, I'll write that down. Yeah, you want to save this. Hey, um... I mean, I'm saying that he's only, he's only caught about six balls this year. <laughs> okay, cool. I've wrote that down. Right, if you've got, if you've got one, Simon. Oh, go on. I'll, I'll chuck a Fitz one in there. He's not learning much in this year. I reckon Fitz will throw for at least three touchdowns and run for two others. Ooh, Ooh okay. Oh, I love that. that. Yeah, that's class. You know what? Why I would, not? Love, well go I would love to see that. I really would. <laughs> that is, yeah. That, that, see, that's something we all want to see, so we can all get behind that. I've probably just cursed him now, but there you go. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Fitz has become last year's Gardner Minshew for us. Yeah. yeah, we want him to do well every game. Every game. He's just such a lovable bloke. Anyway, so there are our predictions. Uh, we are going to put them up on our socials um, as we do every week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at TAFS underscore UK and go on Facebook. Uh, just type in that American Football Show and you should be able to find us fairly easily. Uh, if you don't have any socials, we do have a website. Uh, it's thatamericanfootballshow.co.uk. Craig, I believe we have a potential lockdown lid to pick of the week coming up. We haven't confirmed what it is yet or who it is even, uh, but it is, it's, it's a helmet, isn't it, I believe? That we're yeah, so um, it's yet to be confirmed what player it's going to be, but uh, it's going to be quite quite a sexy um, mini helmet. Um, I don't know if you've, any of you have seen the Eclipse series. Uh, that's been knocking around at the moment. They're uh, like the blacked out ones. Um, so I can confirm it's going to be an Eclipse helmet, um, but I can't I can't confirm what one it's yeah. going to be at the moment. We're arguing over which player we want. So uh, once that gets resolved, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll let you guys know and we'll, we'll put it everywhere. One, one, one Fago might be interested in. I'll throw that out there. Yeah, one of, the, one of the players in question, yes. And then there's one that Craig oh, is, oh, is going to yeah. buy every ticket oh, for. Oh, 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 so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> My bank's not going to like me for that one. <laughs> Tom Brady's helmets, though. What? <laughs> oh, no, oh, God, no. <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. But uh, keep an eye on it, guys. And we'll, I'm sure by tomorrow or, or Saturday, we'll have it. We'll have it out on there. Um, and also, if you want to go buy any of our merch, I mean, we've all started getting some merchandise. I got myself a, a beanie and I got called a, a, a thug. Uh, I think a gangster. I was getting all words thrown at me. I put a selfie of me and my. If you've ever, if you've ever seen um, the last Friday, the, um, the the last one that came out, and you've got the the guy with the beanie on and the little the little purple, like you kind of reminded me of that yeah. them kind of vibes. Yeah, not not a good vibe. Let's put it that way. Uh, but yeah, there's, we got some really nice stuff on there. So mate. Make sure to go and have a look out. Um, and you can do that by going over and checking out our friends at EP Sports where you can find our merch or any other NFL or equipment needs. Just oh. before we go, I can confirm that this week's task pick of the week is a Justin Tucker Ravens Eclipse mini helmet. 
There you go. There you go. We've confirmed it. We will get that out ASAP. And guys, go buy tickets because, as I say, Craig's going to... Yeah, no, don't buy tickets for that one. It's fine. Just just leave that way. You can go buy tickets for something else. I'll buy all of them tickets. It's fine. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. All right. Anyway, thank you very much, guys, for listening. Uh, thank you, Simon and Fergal, for coming on. Uh, as we say, guys, you're welcome anytime. Uh, always enjoy speaking to you guys about the NFL and, and a lot of fun in general. Always good laugh. Thanks for having me. It's all good. Yeah, thanks for having us off. And yeah, that's everything. Uh, good luck to the Dolphins. Good luck to well, good luck to the Dolphins. You know, actually, you know, you're playing the Jets. It's all right. We can wish you luck. Um, and also, good luck to the Chiefs against the Bills. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, guys, again. And we will see you next week. Happy birthday, Tim. Just win, baby. <laughs> <laughs>